Rough Greens. If you're a dog owner, you want to give them a happy, healthy life. And so I recommend Rough Greens. My wife wants me to have the same. So these are my Rough Greens. Uh, Yeah. Mm. I don't even know what's in it, but I drink it every day. And it's now your dog would not consume that Mm -mm. much more delicious are the Rough Greens for dogs for dogs. I have. Do you think this might be Rough Greens? (laughs) She might. She's like, he's a dog. Why not? (laughs) Free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLENN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Big show today. We begin in a minute. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Today, I want to take your phone calls at 888-727-BECK. If you watched the special last night, what did you pick up from it? What were you surprised by? If you, I mean, I was, we went through the research and I was shocked all the way along. What did you learn last night? I, I ask that you pass this on to as many people as possible. We were pulled off of Facebook halfway through demonetized on uh, YouTube. I can't wait to tell you the story. It's crazy. It's crazy what's going on. And all of the evidence that we had last night, there's not a question on any of it. On any of it. 888-727-BECK. We begin with the sad little man, Dr. Fauci in 60. The Glenn Beck Program. This holiday season, as you're spending time with friends and family, wouldn't you also like to look your best? The answer is yes, you need the best in skincare from GenuCell. Right now, you can save up to 60% off GenuCell's most popular packages at GenuCell.com. You treat yourself to customer favorites, uh, which target things like forehead wrinkles, dark spots, droopy eyelids, sagging jawline, even the annoying bags and puffiness. You can watch them disappear before your eyes, and you might say, well, I don't buy that. That's not going to happen. Well, with GenuCell's immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. It's a great gift. Don't worry about not getting your amazing GenuCell products in time, uh, like everything else in your life right now, because every product is manufactured right here in the USA. From now until Thanksgiving, select your complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. Gift yourself a world-class spa experience with a luxurious Chamonix microdermabrasion treatment and a botanical infused cleanser and toner. They're loading you up. Uh, with all the gifts from GenuCell.com. Enter the promo code BECK35 at checkout for an additional $35 off. Right now, 60% off GenuCell's most popular products. Go to GenuCell.com and enter the code BECK35. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. The code is BECK35. A SARS-like virus now reached the United States. This really came from a market that sold seafood and put the mask back on. I want to tell you a little something about trust. 
It may be the most important thing you can have in this life. Can I not clearly explain the circle of trust to you, Greg? No trust, no healthy relationships. No trust, you're paranoid at work. No trust in God, no faith. No trust, and every institution will crumble. We've lost trust, all of it, and not just in America, throughout the entire damn world. And it's really no mystery why. They lied to us over and over and over and over and over again. The NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research. We didn't give them this much power. They took it with all those lies, and they still are. We did fight back. We may not agree with them, but the rules are the rules. And we still are. FDNY personnel who oppose the mandate are making their feelings known. But they have so much control with blackmail, lies, manipulation, money. Their slimy, evil tentacles are wrapped around every institution, every avenue that could possibly lead us to truth. Every avenue, but this one. We're just one of the few that refuse to submit, refuse to bend the knee, refuse to let this COVID catastrophe go unanswered. Because without trust, this nation fails. And the only way to restore trust is with a little bit of truth. It makes me very uncomfortable to have to say something, but he is egregiously incorrect in what he says. Thank you. Thank History you. will figure that out on its own. Truth is the only way to restore this nation and to restore every fiber of freedom that runs through. So tonight, we expose the truth of what happened. Not only the origin, the moves, the players involved in this entire pandemic narrative that is destroying us, but we'll show you the cover-up of all of it as well. Tonight, crimes or cover-up? Exposing the world's most dangerous lie. Sad little man sitting deep in a lie. He's dead in his soul, but he'll keep you alive. Do what he says, not what he do, cause the is for him and the lie is for you sad little man but he's treated like a god as the faithless prey to a fake and a fraud worship the man pledge to his word one shot two shot now you get a third sad little man sad little man you better Trap you like a dog, put your head in the net while they eat you raw. Don't ask why, just comply. Cause fear is the drug that the doc prescribe. Sad little man, you can watch him on the news. Preaching to his choir while they learn the rules. Some feel safe and some feel healed. But they'll all hold his hand as he makes the kill. Sad little man, sad little man, you better run. Sad little man, and he 
arrests get sick So put him to the test And listen for the yell When the truth comes out He's gonna burn in hell Sad little man Sad little man You better run now While you know you can Sad little man Sad little man You don't fool me You sad little man You can't fool me You sad little Sad Little Man uh, by Five Times August. Uh, you can find that on YouTube. You can uh, also <clears throat> find that on Apple Music. Another protest song. Another song saying that none of this makes sense. And he's a sad little man. And he is. Who is clearly caught in a trap that he himself built. Last night on the uh, special, and I want to talk to you about it at 888-727-BECK. Um, last night, I think we made an open and shut case that Fauci and the NIH has been funding gain of research, gain of function research for a decade plus. Would you agree with that? I mean, like, no question. He's yeah. lying. That That is an open and shut case in my mind yeah. at this point. I mean, they're trying to play a linguistic line and walk it carefully. Uh, and, you know, it's helpful when you get to make the definition yeah. of what the term is. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, that's basically the way this thing is structured. But, I mean, you presented evidence that I think even with the linguistic line they're trying to walk, I think overwhelms still clear. That. Yeah. Still clear. clear all the way from the beginning. And I said at the beginning of the, uh, the show last night at the beginning, I don't want to assign, um, uh, malevolent yeah. feelings to anybody. Yeah, you, you went know out of I mean? your way to say that. Yeah. And I, and I, and I don't think any of, they thought they were doing the right thing. There is a huge disagreement between scientists some scientists, really led by Fauci and Dr. Barrett and Dr. Xi uh, in Wuhan, they really believe we should go out and find every disease we can possibly find in animals and then try to uh, make it jump into humanized mice or humanized animals to see if it will kill the, the human uh, being. And if it does, well, then we should come up with a vaccine. Now, their, their feeling is we're just going to save humanity. The other half of science says, no, you could very well kill all of humanity because you're going to be dealing with these very dangerous that have not jumped into people and may never jump into people. But if you humanize that, if you get gain of function and you have this new disease that we're not prepared for and it escapes the lab, it could kill millions and millions of people. This is this is something that is an honest debate and honest people can disagree. The problem is, is the arrogance of Fauci, the arrogance that he doesn't care what Anyone else says he doesn't care uh, what uh, what the law says. Can't do gain of function, can't can't fund it. OK, that's all right. We'll just fund uh, EcoHealth and they'll take all of the NIH money and they'll fund it 
They'll just go to Dr. Barrett and Dr. Xi, the bat lady in Wuhan, and they'll fund it. So Fauci can say, well, we didn't really fund it. That that was Peter Daszak. And they're all in it. I mean, what was stunning is the first 35 minutes of the special was just giving you the history of how we got here from 2002 to 2018. And it's the same five people over and over and over again. And it's all your money. And the gain of gain of function research, that label is all over all of the documents, all over the documents from the NIH, from Fauci, from uh, magazines, from the scientists themselves. Yeah, that's one of the more convicting parts of this in that like they they're basically saying like, well, gain of function is defined essentially for the context of the ban on funding by Anthony Fauci. So right. basically what he would do is say every time he funded one of these things, he would say it wasn't gain of function, even if it met the very well understood definition of, of gain of function. And because he knew that what they were doing would fit under gain of function. They gave Dazek a waiver. Yeah. Or, yeah. So they said this research and Barrick, right? Yeah, and yeah. Barrick. Yeah. And she, <laughs> this research right. can go on. It's it's fine. It gets a waiver. But what's convicting about all of that is that even if you want to have this line and lots of government agencies do this type of thing. Right. But in their communications with each other, they actually refer to it as, as gain, gain of, of function. function. So it really even their the line they're trying to falsely walk doesn't hold up. It was um, it, it was pretty amazing. Last night's special. um was gigantic we were kicked off facebook um about three quarters of the way through which i found amazing then did you though did you find it amazing did you uh, really no no yes and no mm. i mean uh, you know i looked through i i look i read you know i i read the documents and everything else there was only really one time i think i speculated in that special and it was towards the end yeah uh, everything else was based on hard fact, and I had the documents, and I wasn't drawing conclu- I wasn't drawing conclusions or speculating on things. I was giving people the benefit of the doubt. I was just laying out a historic timeline. That's all I was doing. It's a historic timeline. When you have to ban history, you're you're in a different category, man. This is documented history, and they banned it. Now, here's the interesting thing. Before the show, um, YouTube demonetized the show, so we couldn't make any money on it. Fine, fine. We want the information out. But they demonetized us right at the very beginning. Then, and by the way, I watched part of it on YouTube last night. It's funny because they were running commercials. We're not getting any of the money, but they are. So they demonetized us and then we fought it. And last night after the show, they said, "Okay, we'll remonetize it so you can get some profit off of it. Okay, we get up this morning. We've been demonetized again. All they if they can't shut you down, they will make sure you don't profit on it in any way, shape, or form. And we're fine with that. 
We're fine with that. You know, we don't we don't say this. Um, I, I was going to say very often, but I don't think we've ever said this before. Most people don't know the blaze is the largest independent subscriber base in the world. That's kind of a big deal. That's kind of a big deal. And we will protect you and our loyalty is to you. Nobody else. Last night, I have so many people to thank and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to thank them, uh, you know, all of them uh, personally and in tweets, et cetera, et cetera. But it was it was remarkable. One of the guys I really want to thank we thanked at the uh, end of the show is Charles Rixby. Charles Rixby is this guy that we've been following for a while, who is part of this group that there some of them are scientists, some of them are former military, some of them are just, you know, research moles that are just like, I don't think that's right. Let me look for this contract. And they've been working hard around the clock for two years, two years. And they were the ones that did 99% of all of the digging and research over a two year period. This is a lot of research. And then they gave us stacks and stacks and stacks of all of all of these things. And our researchers and our writers uh, put this together in a way you could understand. Um, but these guys have to be thanked for what they've done. Uh, and uh, I mean, they've done a great, great service to science, to um, to humanity. When, when when they were looking at uh, how this thing started, you know, the lab leak thing was completely taboo. And we laid it out last night. Why? When did that happen? How did that happen? The same five people, the same five people. And these guys hold the keys, the purse strings to all of the research money. And when you see how they set out to craft a narrative and then destroy anyone who might say the lab leak theory, you understand why nobody could say it for a year. The power and the money is astounding, astounding. But when you look at the lab leak theory and you put the facts on it that we had last night, is there any doubt in your mind that that's most likely the way it happened, where it came from? I think that's where the evidence points, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's I, 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 like they th there's not a lot of evidence going the other direction. And there's a lot of evidence pointing uh, in the direction of the lab leak. And as you point out, like, you know, they start they don't this is not a, a story where they start out. How do we develop a weapon to wipe out no, the population of the United States? I mean, or then in the world uh, it is it's they think they're doing the good, opposite yeah. and they are uh, just arrogant. They're just mm -hmm. arrogant. All right, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Uh, Bart wrote in, said, my dog loves Rough Greens. She's always been kind of skinny, doesn't eat as much as she should. But when I received my trial bag, I dipped a small spoonful of Rough Greens and held it in front of her nose. She immediately lunged forward. 
uh, like she does when I hold, you know, some sort of meaty treat out. I dumped the spoonful on top of her existing food. She watched me intensely as I stirred it in. She ate everything in her bowl in five minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Rough greens. Well, you're welcome, Bart. Thank you for trying it. Rough Green's not a dog food. It's a supplement. You sprinkle it on the dog's food. Dogs love it. Taste amazing, apparently. Uh, vitamins, minerals, all the things, probiotics that you need, your dog needs as well. And you can get the free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay for is shipping. It's Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash back, roughgreens.com slash back. Or you can call them at 833-GLEN-33. Ten seconds station id uh we have rand we have rand paul coming up in uh, just a second i've got about a minute let me go to doug in virginia quickly doug you watched the special last night yes i did view the special last night amazing job by the way absolutely amazing first time watching blaze tv it was amazing uh, thank you just to to watch the special, and I'm now terrified to be a human. I do have a question <laughs> for you. <laughs> Where do you think the authorization could be coming from above these five people uh, in our government or a world government or whatever? Oh, I, I think to allow allow this to happen to even to to develop such a dangerous thing as yeah, what they've done. I I think this comes from Fauci, uh, you know, and the scientific consensus. Um, You know, we didn't get into Welcome, which is from England, but it's another large funder. Um, And these guys believed in eugenics. I I don't think they disavowed eugenics until like 1980. These are these arrogant scientists that believe they're doing right. And because Fauci is such a big deal in the U.S. government, who's questioning? And you know the government is so big and so out of control you can shift money six different ways and if you just lie about it if you have no problem testifying under oath that's not it Rand paul you're lying if you have that kind of arrogance most people will go well he's got to be telling the truth and you can get away with murder and that's kind of an easy case to make here this is the Glenn Beck program. If, well, you don't have to be an expert. To, if you watched me last night, you know that I'm an expert on the concept of having your cake and eating it too. That's mostly with actual cake, but there is another way uh, to look at this, and it's Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative mobile uh, phone company, and they're going to save you a ton of money. They're on the same towers as the big mobile companies. The service is great, and they are so much cheaper. And they donate to conservative causes. They believe in the Constitution. It's time to have your cake and eat it too. Stop doing business with big mobile. Too many of them are supporting leftist causes. If you're with Verizon, you're sending money to Planned Parenthood every time you pay your monthly bill. If you're with, uh, I think it was AT&T, they're teaching everybody that if you're white, you're guilty. Stop it. Patriot Mobile, let's stand together. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Get free activation with the offer code Beck, 972-PATRIOT, or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 
All right, you can get the whole special on Blaze TV. And if you want to support this type of research, please subscribe. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Fauci Lied to save 25 bucks. The arrogance, the absolute unashamed arrogance of Anthony Fauci is reason enough to have him removed from such an important position. Uh, he is out of control with his arrogance. Um, and he is lying every time, every time. I mean, you watch Rand Paul, and as I said this the other night, is there anybody that's actually looking out for you and really going after these guys besides Rand Paul? I mean, he's relentless on it, and he's right. As we showed you in the special last night, Fauci is guilty as sin on not only the um, uh, gain of function and paying for that, but also for all of the cover-up, the phone calls and the meetings that happened to cover his butt right at the beginning of COVID is astounding. Rand Paul is joining us now. Hello, Senator. How are you? Good morning, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, so, you know, you've been on this for a while. Last night I explained and laid out the the history of Fauci, all of the documentation, made the case. Uh, it's truly open and shut. Why isn't anybody else on this? Why isn't Fauci squirming? You know, it is kind of amazing, particularly that no one from the opposite side of the aisle seems to care at all about the dangerousness of this virus and that it might have come from the lab and in all likelihood did come from the lab. Not one Democrat is curious at all. You know, you would think that Democrats have at least some sensibilities about, you know, the danger of things. They tend to be the ones who want to regulate away things that could be dangerous in the workplace. But they don't seem to be caring about something that could kill millions and likely did kill millions of people. You know, this virus has a 1% mortality and killed 5 million people so far around the world. Can you imagine if the next one that comes out of the lab has 15% or 50% mortality? And they are doing experiments as we speak with viruses that have 50% mortality. And Fauci seems to have no problem with this. He says we weigh the risks versus the benefits of the research. And I come to, he comes down on the side that the risks are worth it. But there are some dissenting voices. I mean, in the Washington Post about a month ago, a professor from MIT, Kevin Esfeldt, wrote that these are risks to civilization that yes. are not worth the gamble. That, so that that was the thing that really struck me um, as I was doing this special last night was, you know, these guys are making these decisions and all of humanity could be wiped out if they make a tragic error. This is not something that the elites should be the ones making the decision. We should all be involved in this decision. It, there's no bigger decision to make than should we uh, be playing around with things that don't exist necessarily in nature that have jumped to humans. Should we be playing around with these things, making that so in case it jumps to uh, humans, we can we can kill it with a virus, with a, a vaccine. 
This is insanity, insanity, especially with arrogance coupled to it. And we're not involved in any of these decisions. None of us. Yeah, and I think the, the real danger here is that Fauci not only has a casual disregard for the science, but also for individual liberty. You combine the two, ignoring the science and then having no, no regard at all for individual liberty, and you have a really dangerous situation. But it's also dangerous because we've centralized the authority. And what I tell people all the time is, look, I have opinions on where the, where the virus came from. I have opinions on how to treat it. But they're my opinions, and you don't have to take them. It's through persuasion. If you agree with me, you can listen to my opinions. With Dr. Fauci, it's, it's not the same. He has opinions, but he wants you to be forced to do as he says. So it is the difference between coercion and freedom. And in freedom, there are many choices. It's, but the real danger is as we centralize authority, Ultimately, you get authoritarianism, and I think that he could easily be a medical dictator if he were allowed to be. Oh, yeah. Um, the one of the things that um, we uh, we found through our research, let me see if I can grab it here. I have a um, I think it's a hundred and yeah, here it is. It's like a hundred and eighty page uh, contract between the NIH and Moderna. Did, did you know that we are the co-owner of the vaccine from Moderna? Doesn't surprise me, but yeah. no, I don't know all the details of the contract. Okay, so the contract was, they started negotiating this contract with Moderna. The government said, we'll give you all the mRNA uh, stuff, and you try to do uh, make a vaccine for all the new coronaviruses. In 2015, right after Barrick and she made their first Frankenstein uh, COVID, uh, the NIH says, hey, we should get into bed and and start making vaccines with Moderna. That contract was negotiated in 2015. Rand, they signed the contract on December 12th, 2019. That's a little odd, don't you think? Yeah, that they had already begun the negotiations in anticipation of it. And, and no, 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 several but five, yeah. ye- five years or four years in advance, then they're not talking about it. And they rush to a signature on December 12th. What did they know? Why, why the rush to the signature then? The other problem, too, with the government and Moderna owning is there's a huge stock of the vaccine now. And the current vaccine's not working very well. And in fact, what I would be doing, instead of saying, let's rush a booster of the same old vaccine, I would be releasing the newest one, which is a Delta variant Correct. vaccine, which might go back to a 90% efficacy. This one may have only, you know, fairly soon, it may only be a 30% efficacy, almost, you know, a crapshoot as far as even taking it. But the thing is, is that a Delta variant might be enough. When, when the vaccine was effective in April and May of last year, it wasn't for lack of numbers that we didn't get to herd immunity. I thought we were very, very close in April and May. There were many doctors, Dr. McCary of Johns Hopkins, others saying they thought we were getting there. I thought we were close. We got down to less than 10,000 cases a day, and then it burst through because it developed resistance to the vaccine, basically. Mm-hmm. So unless you unless you have a better vaccine, you keep using the old one, they're just going to keep boosting it. And if, if it's if three is going to be mandatory, what about every month? Maybe you need a vaccine every week, Glenn. I mean, what, what are we going to dictate to people over time with this? 
when in reality, probably what we need is a new vaccine each year like we get for influenza. Uh, but it still ought to be your choice to take it. And for the high-risk people, you know, it probably is a, is a reasonable thing to keep doing the boosters or to have a new one. But a new one, I think, would be much better than the booster of the old one. Let me let me ask you a question. Let me go back to the, the federal government or the NIAID and NIH own the patent. Uh, they have they share the patent with Moderna. Um, you can look at this a couple of ways. Hey, good for the United States. They negotiated a deal. And so they're making money on this. Um, if we are making money. Um, you know, pay the taxpayer back. That'd be great. Get it for half price. That's great. I don't like the idea that we're in business like this. I don't know of another vaccine like this, an emergency vaccine. I mean, Salk didn't uh, patent his work. Uh, the flu va- vaccine, it's open source all the time. This is the government forcing a vaccine that they co-own. And if we're if we are getting paid... Where's the money? Why hasn't this been made uh, public? And my theory is, and this is just a theory, Brand, you'll probably be able to get to the bottom of it, is if they are getting paid, the money is going to NIAID or NIH, and it's going to be funding more gain-of-function research, almost like a black ops. I think that's one possibility. We'll, we'll, we'll get a hold of the contract. Now that I know a little more about this, we'll actually uh, make some phone calls today and write some letters and see if we can get the contract. But I guess my, my first suspicion would be that this is government we're dealing with. They probably signed a contract where they co-own it, but profits only flow to Moderna. I can't imagine any of the money's going to – the government is so ineffective at trying to recoup costs on anything. Right. So you're right. If they are getting the money, probably it's under Fauci's control and it just allows him to create more mischief. But I would say that there's a reasonable chance that there's no profit going to us and it's all going to Moderna. And maybe we take the liability. If they lose money, we'll probably have to bail them out somehow. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, for example, if there's about 100 million doses left and the variant comes out, that's why they're not wanting to release a variant, probably, is they don't want it to compete economically with the one they've got out there. And so if you have a self-interest and you already own it, you know, you might not want the new vaccine to come out because it would compete with your old vaccine. This, this the companies are going to be hesitant on, on putting it forward, too, because they want to sell all their old one before they get uh, caught up in a new one. This is why the government doesn't get into business with people. You don't get into business like this because there's no police then there's when they're doing this, the the government has no interest in exposing this and saying, hey, 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 you've got uh, a vaccine that you're pushing on everybody and it doesn't work. Uh, There's nobody to run to because the government is the police. They're the last stop. Right. You have to realize also that uh, the big uh, billion dollar companies that have been bailed out by this are the health insurance companies. So in normal times, if you have health insurance and if it covers your medications, uh, your vaccine would have been covered and your monoclonal antibodies and all of the different treatments. Instead, the government bought all this stuff and now the government's in charge of distributing it. But now you get into the conflict of interest. Well, what if deplorable people need more of it? What if Republicans need more of it? The government you know, has already indicated that uh, these people are using too much of it. And they've talked about limiting the supply for Florida and Texas. 
But uh, you can see how the real problems get in get into play when the government's in charge of the distribution and the decision making. Uh, Rand, you can get the contract. Uh, I can send it to you personally, or you can go just go. Anybody can go to blazetvspecial.com and all of the research from last night's show, including all every page of that contract uh, will be uh, sent to you. We, we want everybody to have copies of everything uh, so they know exactly what was going on. So we'll get that contract to you or you can go there. What? Yeah, and if there are questions that are murky, what we can do is then address them directly. You know, where does the profit go? How's the profit divided? Because it may it may be murky from the contract. So we'll we'll get to the bottom of it. Yeah, we'll come up for it. Yeah, thank you very much, Rand Paul. Appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Bye bye. Uh, that's uh, Senator Rand Paul. Paul dot Senate dot gov. Uh, I can't wait until he gets a hold of this and uh, another chance to talk to Fauci. Uh, Tuttle Twins book, there is nothing more important than you can invest in than your children's education, especially right now. If you are looking for a Christmas present for your kids, your neighbor kids, uh, your your nieces and nephews, uh, your grandkids, this is the one thing that you should have under the tree. No questions asked. The Tuttle Twins books. They teach the ideas that created America, and they teach things like the road to serfdom, which most people haven't read, but we should. We all should know that. Leviathan, we should all have read that book, but we're not. We're not reading it. The Tuttle Twins make it really, really easy uh, to understand these concepts. I mean, for six-year-olds. For teenagers and adults, right now, the Tuttle Twins, they're having a Black Friday deal, the biggest deal they've ever done. It includes all the kids' books for all of the ages, activity books, audiobooks, guidebooks, parent guides, all of them 75% off the normal price. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is where you need to start Christmas shopping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Lonnie in Pennsylvania, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hi, Glenn. Hi. I want to say thanks for everything you do. Thank you. And I really appreciate that podcast. Well done. Thank you. My question is, do you think it's possible that the virus was intentional to help push the World Economic Forum and the futurist uh, agendas. You know, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, is it possible? Yes. I don't think it was. Um, uh, you know, I, I haven't seen any evidence of that. This just looks like it was arrogance on the part of Fauci, Peter Drazek, um, uh, Dr. Barrick here from the United States, and Dr. Xi. It looks just like arrogance. Um, I don't think it was, uh, I don't think it was intentional at all. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I, I just thought, you know, because of the virus, so many of the things that they want to have happen are starting to happen. Right. Well, they've That's been planning that for that. a very long time and it did give them the excuse, uh, of, you know, the great reset. So they're using an emergency, never let an emergency go to waste. Yeah. That seems to be more of the case here. Yeah. I mean, you know, remember they had this, a lot of these plans, you know, queued up to use global warming as the cause yes. for them. They were going to yes. find whatever crisis they needed right. to try to push a lot of this right. stuff through. Thank you so much, Lonnie. Let me go to Ben in Washington. Hello, Ben. 
Yeah. So um, thank you for taking my call and thank you for that special last night. Sure. Uh, I was surprised that the NAIID and Moderna both co-owned the mRNA vaccine technology. Yeah, weird, um, huh? Yeah, that, that was surprising. Uh, my question for you is, do you think that they will hold Fauci and all the others that have testified before Congress in contempt of Congress? I mean, um, they're, they're doing that with Steve Bannon. And yeah, here's, like here's my here's my uh, fear. As Rand Paul just said, nobody on the Democratic side wants to go into this. There's no interest. So they have to control the Republicans have to control Congress to be able to do this um, in 2022. I think there's a good chance Fauci is going to pay a very, very high price for his lies and his cover up and his involvement in all of this. Um, but that is with the understanding that the Republicans are not in bed with the big pharmaceutical companies uh, like Fauci is. I mean, th- there's going to be a lot of people whose skeletons are going to be coming out of the closet. And uh, I wonder if. That's why Rand Paul is one of the only people bringing this up. I'd like to see the Republicans actually stand up and start speaking out against this. Um, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. But the Republicans have to be in charge for Fauci to go down. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, last night, we had our special on Fauci and the origins of COVID-19. I think it's a pretty open and shut case that Fauci is lying and Fauci is so unbelievably arrogant. Will anyone stop Dr. Fauci? Is there anyone in the government that is standing up? Yes, Representative Chris Stewart joins us in just 60 seconds. Program. So yesterday I told you everything we know about the three hour conversation between Joe Biden and uh, President Xi out of uh, out of China. It happened on Monday. Doesn't really look particularly good, especially if you're listening to me in Taiwan. There is a computer ship shortage right now that is driving the cost of things like car repairs through the roof. And that's without China having taken over Taiwan yet. If that happens, we're up a certain creek without a paddle. Get ahead of the curve on car repairs for a covered repair. Car Shield is absolutely necessary. They'll handle everything from the mechanic of your choice, provide roadside assistance and a rental car while your car is in the shop and they can save you a buttload of money. I have Car Shield on my older vehicles that don't have warranty. I have uh, Car Shield, and they have sa- saved me thousands of dollars, literally thousands of dollars. Car Shield is a win-win. They will help you just like they have helped me get back on track when you're in a pinch and you're not on the hook to pay thousands of dollars. Get coverage today and see why Car Shield cars go further. Visit carshield.com/beck. Save 10%. carshield.com/beck. Deductible may apply. Welcome to the uh, program, Congressman Chris Stewart. Hi Chris, how are you, sir? Good morning, Glenn Beck. Good to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thanks for coming on and, uh, and, and, and talking about Fauci. I don't know if you had a chance to see the special we did last night. 
No. I did not. It turns out, Glenn, they don't broadcast your special on the House floor. I think they should. <laughs> Were you on the House floor last <laughs> night? Yeah. 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 Um, so you are you are pushing through the Fauci Act. What is it? Well, I love the acronym. Someone smarter than I did come up with this. Fairness and accountability underwriting Chinese institutions. But it's basically... <laughs> It's basically, uh, it bans the funding of gain-of-function research in China, which is clearly important, but it, but it does more than that. It demands accountability for what happens there. It demands honesty, and then this should be blazingly obvious. You should, we should uh, restrict government officials and punish government officials who intentionally mislead Congress, and it's pretty clear that's happened. And so it's just to try to tie these loose ends that i mean a, a, a seven-year-old could look at the evidence and draw certain conclusions uh everyone except for appears apparently dr fauci who when you challenge him on some of the stuff he thinks you're attacking science and unbelievable and, uh, and take, yeah so, so uh, look so but wait a minute hang on just a second how will this help because what he did he a changed the definition of gain of function i mean if you're the guy in charge you can change the definition he granted waivers to dr barrett barrick and dr she um when they stopped the funding he said yeah that, that's right except for this research and then when he couldn't directly fund he he went through eco health uh, and basically I think it's more of a money laundering system where they are taking the money from the NIH. They're giving it to Peter Drazek, uh, Drazek, and then he is taking that money and he's funding the lab and the research in Wuhan. So Fauci could easily say, well, I didn't I wasn't funding that I was funding I was funding this company and what they do with their money is is their business. Yeah, that's exactly right. And there will always be, you know, people who find ways around the intent of law or, or legislation. And unfortunately, that's just true. But this will make it harder. But more than that, Glenn, it shines a light on what you've been trying to do for a long time now. It shines a light uh, and exposes the truth and it and exposes the deception and and helps the american people to see that at least some members of congress see this and at least some members of congress are trying to fix it uh but glenn i remember going back uh it, sitting on the intel committee early early in this process and having uh agencies and other uh, other individuals come to us and, and telling us yeah we, we don't think it came from the lab and 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 i was so frustrated and angry with him how can you possibly say that how could you possibly know that already and and for you already to, to draw the conclusion that it did not come from the lab when I again, I think you could show this to a seventh grader and they'd say, well, the evidence seems to indicate otherwise. Common sense seems to indicate otherwise. And it was one of the great deceptions of Dr. Fauci when he uh, scoffed. Uh, scoffed at that and, and belittled and ridiculed anyone who would even propose it when we now know that he knew that they were doing this gain of function research at the mm -hmm. labs. And he was deceptively presenting that towards American people. And as I said, ridiculing anyone who would even suggest something he knew that was happening. And the evidence of, or the behavior of the Chinese is so obvious. Why in the world did the very first thing they do is go in and destroy these samples? Uh, Other I, than they did not. Chris, you, you have to watch the special last night. Cause I have, I, I have put together the, the timeline and Fauci absolutely knew what was going on. The, it, it, it is so clear 
that it came from this lab and that Fauci then covered it up. You remember all the Fauci emails that came out and they were all redacted? Well, if you're smart, you just FOIA the people who were on the CC list and hope that theirs wasn't redacted or it was redacted in different places. And then you can piece all of the emails together. Well, that's what we did. And when you see it was it, it was in two days, Fauci went from a total panic to meeting with um, a guy from Welcome, which is from England, a really spooky, um, spooky uh, funder of of stuff up until like the 1980s. They were still going for eugenics. They they disavowed eugenics in the 1980s. Um, and they are the second biggest funder next to the NIH. And um, they get on the phone right away, right away, and say, the, Fauci's own email, gain of function research. And they start talking about what's going on in China. We have to find out, but it's all off the record. We'll talk about it in person. They, they bring a meeting together and they decide uh, what the uh, what what the story is, and the story is this did not come from a lab. Some of the people that were involved in that were staunchly for the lab theory. Said that this is not natural. Well, what do you know? They come out of that meeting and they say, "Nope, definitely not in a lab," and we should discredit anyone. The very next day. They begin to discredit anyone who says it came from a lab. And six months later, those scientists that said they changed their mind, guess who got funding? Millions of dollars in funding. Those guys. I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 this is a clear cut cover up. Uh, and, and Fauci is at the center of all of it. It's bad. Glenn, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, and you didn't ask a question in there, so I'll, I'll respond to say I agree with you, and, I, and what you're saying is right. If I could make two points, if I could. Yeah. For those on the left who deify Dr. Fauci, I, I ask him, why in the world are you doing that to an individual who, is, who has admittedly lied to you again and again and again? And the CDC should not be politicized. They should simply tell the truth. And, for example, early in the pandemic, if there aren't enough masks, then don't lie to the American people and say masks don't work when what you really mean is, hey, we don't want you to wear masks. We need to save them for first responders. And that was the first lie. And then to lie about the origins and then to lie about the funding. And it goes on and on. Why would you deify someone who admittedly lies to you about something important? And the other important point I'd like to make, and it's a sidebar, but but it's, I think, critical to this. And that is the maliciousness of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, We were watching Wuhan and they shut that city down hard. You could not air travel from Wuhan to any other Chinese city. You couldn't take a train, a car. You couldn't literally not hike out of the city. They shut down every trail, every dirt road, with one exception, and that is you could fly internationally from Wuhan to Los Angeles to New York to Paris and to London and a number of other cities. And China essentially said, we know this is going to have enormous economic costs. We know it's going to have enormous human costs. And we're not going to suffer alone. We're going to make sure the rest of the world suffers with us. And then we're going to use it to our economic advantage. 
And uh, and it, it, part of this effort is to hold China accountable as well, well for their maliciously seeding this virus around the rest of the world. Well, I will tell you, um, in 2018, um, Peter Daszak from uh, EcoHealth, Dr. Xi and Dr. Barrett, uh, Barrick from the United States, all uh, sent a proposal to uh, DARPA and they proposed doing making humanized mice taking coronaviruses from bat poop and trying to get it into a uh, humanized mouse lung uh, to see if it would kill and then make a vaccine. DARPA said no. DARPA said no, not going to fund it. But they already had funding. And if you look at something that was published in 2020 by Wuhan, it's that experiment. And that experiment was done in Wuhan by these people in the summer of 2019. Then in September, you have the Wuhan uh, data bank being shut down. Uh, on September 12th, you have um, security called in and they beef up security and lock the place down. The next day, they uh, call out for uh, bids and uh, for an emergency um, air handling system. They need to change out all the air handling. Then uh, two weeks after that, they order uh, an air incinerator. Uh, and then you have three researchers in one hospital. We have all the Chinese documents in Chinese, in Chinese and translated. You have three people that were working in that lab going for covid like symptoms in one hospital. And in October, we have the records of 10 different hospitals in Wuhan and all of them. Ten hospitals had COVID-like uh, symptoms, and they were treating people who were dying of COVID in October. And the same time, they do nothing. China allows the games, the, the World War games, to go on in Wuhan, and they were checking the temperature of everyone who got off and on a plane in October. Yeah. Chris. Well, Glenn, the research you've done on this is just a beautiful thing. Uh, thank you for doing it. I mean, you've said things that I, I don't know anyone else in the country has said, and it wasn't easy for you to get this information. Thank you for doing it. The Fauci Act will help you and others, as it does require greater transparency. And But more importantly, it forbids us from ever doing anything like this again. Um, you know, but you Chris, we, you have, Glenn. we have to, I mean... First of all, I don't know. Can you get this through with the Democrats in charge? Uh, well, it turns out that's a bit of a challenge. Yeah, yeah, I figure. I figure. And I, and I don't really understand that, Glenn. I mean, I don't why either. in the world would the Democrats not say, hey, China was malicious in this. We should hold them accountable. And if any U.S. persons or U.S. organizations were complicit in it, we should hold them accountable. Because, why is that a partisan issue to take? Because of what is you know we all know is the deep state fauci is part of that he does what he wants to do no matter what the law is no matter what the president says he just goes around it we we have to we have to root out all of these actors who just do whatever they want no matter what you guys say 
Well, and, and what it comes down to as well is, does anyone think that this administration is serious about holding China accountable? Does no. anyone think this administration or that China, President Xi, is intimidated or fearful of this president? No. And there's a reason why he's not. And, uh, and I think that's a partial explanation as well as to why our Democratic colleagues in the House are not going to be helpful on this. Chris, but, man, you, the good news is we're, we're going to take the we're going to take the House and Senate in two years. Yes. Or, I'm sorry, in a year. We're going to. And then we will do this work that they won't allow us to do right now. Chris, you you are so good on foreign affairs. Um, President Z, uh, President Xi and uh, President Biden had a three hour meeting. The reports from China says that uh, President Xi said you're messing with fire with Taiwan and you will get burned. Um, the again, the news reports from China say that uh, uh, Biden just wanted to talk about global warming and he said he won't mess with uh, Taiwan and uh, China. I don't know if I believe that, but I don't know what to believe anymore. Have you heard anything yeah. on this? Well, I think our readout is different than theirs. There's no question about it. Okay, and that's good. why they put their readout first. But I will say this, too. I don't believe for a second this is a three-and-a-half-hour meeting unless it included nap time. <laughs> uh, there, I mean, this president, I just don't think anyone engages for that, for that amount of time. But if you don't think those conversations took place, take a look at the conversations that took place up, up in Alaska where the Chinese uh, embassies or ambassadors came and just berated uh, our Secretary of State and others in a very public way, in a way that we've never seen before. And then ask yourself, do you not think the same thing happened in this conversation? Because once again, President Xi is not intimidated by this administration. No. Chris, thank you for everything you guys are doing. Thank you for being one of the people that, it, that are, you're actually standing up for the regular person. I'd like to send you all this research so you have it, um, because I think that will help you uh, on the floor of the House with the Fauci Act. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Glenn. I'll look forward to that. You got it. Uh, Congressman Chris Stewart, uh, and please call your congressman and tell them you want passage of the Fauci Act, which will hold people accountable for what they do in China. We are in a fight to uh, save our children's uh, future and, quite honestly, our souls. It may seem like we're overstating things when you say, oh, we're saving souls. No, I'm telling you, we're saving our own souls. If we lose the freedom of future generations on our watch, we have lost our soul. We have. Now, what are your kids reading? There is nothing more important than the Tuttle Twins book. They should be in every single library of every house. These books are based on classic essays and books that we've all heard of. Things like I Pencil, Human Action, Crisis, Leviathan. How many of those have you read? These are the things that put this nation together. And we have to understand them, and our kids have to understand them. Well, the Tuttle Twins books will educate and entertain at the same time at many different levels, starting very young. So get early access to the special Tuttle Twins Black Friday deal. It's the best deal they've ever offered. It is 75% off all of the kids' books for all the ages, activity books, audio books, guide books, parent guides, 75% off. This should be your first stop for Christmas. 
TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, let me uh, let me go to Jeff in Indiana. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Good morning, Glenn. Hey. First of all, I just want to say I appreciate you and all you do. Thank you. I don't always 100% agree with you, but that's what life is about. That man. is America, man. Thank you. I can I can promise you not 100% of the people agree with me either. So. <laughs> but uh, uh, the research and the connecting of the dots last night was absolutely amazing. And I would like to a big hat tip to Steve Deese. Uh, the follow-up program was amazing. That yeah. really, really brought a lot of important things out. Yeah. Um, we're trying to, uh, my wife and I are trying to get people to listen, which is difficult. You know that as I well. Know, but I know. My, my concern is uh, some of the other things have been addressed that I, I wanted to ask and talk about, but the freedoms lost. And you yourself have said, you know, when freedoms are lost, it's hard to regain them. And how do we do that? And your commercial just prior about the kids and the kids need to know, well, if they're forced to be vaccinated for this, they've lost their bodily freedom. Um, It's not going to happen. I I honestly think, you know, there are. Uh, 90% of Americans, I talked to a guy who is from Hollywood. He's a liberal. And he said, I have the vaccines. My teenagers have had the vaccine. uh, And I have no problem with that. I don't like that it's mandated, but I think it's the right thing for the country. And I said, and the kids? And he said, oh, I will fight you to the death if you make my, my little kids have it. I think when you are talking about uh, something that has a uh, is healthier for kids to get than the flu and you're forcing the vaccine on them, I think people are going to rise up and say, no way, no way. I also don't think that the uh, court system is going to allow this vaccine mandate to stand. Uh, It uh, looks like it's falling apart quickly quickly it's unconstitutional more in just a second this is the glenn Beck program so i've talked to you about rec tech for a while with its smart grill technology and i have to tell you um i really would never recommend a product that i don't use and i don't believe in myself I, I just I'm not a good enough liar for that. Um, but uh, a rec tech is a, that, that's a that's an important thing. If you like to cook out that that's something that you'll buy and you'll have. Well, a rec tech you'll have forever. And I want to make sure that, you know, this I believe every word of what I tell you about rec tech because I have one and we use it all the time, all the time, probably three nights a week, at least rec tech. They're having their Black Friday sale right now. You can save up to $415. You can get your grill for the holidays, free shipping on all pellet grills, and a savings of $415. Go to rectech.com, rectech with a Q at the end, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com, rectech.com. 
Grillmaster.com. Smart grill technology that'll make you the best cook you've ever been. The whole special and now the follow-up as well is available at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Fauci Lied to save 25 bucks off your subscription. Right, right, right. Hello and uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Um, there was a story that came out earlier this week um, about a... A guy who's a single co-parent father, two boys, third and fifth grade students at the same school district that he was working for. He was uh, working at the Northern York County School District. He was a high school social studies and civics teacher. He had been there for 10 years. He's an alumni of the school, graduated in 2001. His focus for instruction has been teaching honors, government, and economics. So I'm going to let you tell, I'm going to let him tell you why, why and what he did that made the school district want to fire him. His name is Kurt Gladfelter. Uh, his attorney is also on the phone. It's Jeffrey Schott. Uh, and I welcome both of you uh, to the program. Hi, Kurt. How are you? Good, Glenn. How are you? Very good. So you are you are teaching government, you're teaching yeah. civics, and what yeah. do you do and why? Well, uh, when Governor Wolf announced that the uh, that he was going to put another mask mate mask mandate for public school uh, employees and students, um, I indicated that I was unwilling to comply with such a mandate for a multitude of reasons. Um, and through a, a chain of events that really kind of began at the end of September before Labor Day um, break, uh, we got to the point that now the school district wants to uh, terminate me for their perception that I am violating the mask mandate. However, I am in compliance with the uh, mask mandate. Okay. Then let me have your attorney explain what are they going for here, uh, Jeffrey? What what what's how how is this how is this working? <laughs> yes, well, it, just as a matter of background, over the summer, a lot of school districts, including Northern York, where Kurt works, passed resolutions making masks optional. That um, this was apparently overridden by the acting state health secretary's order requiring masks. However, but that order. Um, contained a really broad exception for people who state they have a medical condition that precludes the wearing of masks. Um, it doesn't require a doctor's note. It doesn't require anything else in the order itself. And, uh, and Kurt did exactly this. So he was actually in compliance with the order. And all the charges against him that they are trying to fire him for stem from his alleged violation of this order. So you said that you had a medical reason, Kurt? I, I, I had medical, mental, emotional reasons. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for why I'm doing what I'm doing, but mm -hmm. 
the exception order itself, uh, the one that we originally filled out that was sent out by our school board, um, did not require you to list in detail what the reason was. It was just that you were claiming an exception or an exemption from the mandate order and that the school district would allow that if you signed it and turned it in, whether you were a student or a teacher, which I did. Uh, that did not last very long, though. Um, that was their initial policy. After uh, a week or so, our board, and uh, I should say really our administration, because our board did not vote on this, reverted to um, a policy that was more strict than the verbiage of the mandate order itself, and then required teachers and students to get uh, medical documentation, pretty strict medical documentation. Uh, and for teachers, it was uh, a disability under the American Disabilities Act. So um, that is what was needed uh, from the point on to uh, be exempted this from. This unbelievable. Mandate. Yeah, this is unbelievable. Okay, so you're placed then on permanent suspension, and yeah. the district is now taking steps to terminate your employee because you refuse to comply with the mandate. Right. After after speaking at school board meetings, talking to administrators, trying to get other teachers to kind of unite to fight back against this, um, I got to the point where those were not working, and on October. Uh, 20th, which was a Wednesday morning. That was the day I decided that I was not going to wear that mask anymore. Uh, about halfway through the day, um, I was uh, approached by a principal and some administrators that um, that I was going to be paid put on unpaid suspension for two days. Um, then I was instructed to show up Monday morning, October 25th, to conduct a Loudermill meeting, which I you know informed them that I was in compliance with the school's policy that they voted on twice, our school board voted twice to allow masks optional um, in June and of August of last year. And I said I was in compliance with the school board policy. You uh, making the decision to move ahead to terminate me based off of an invalid, unconstitutional mask mandate coming from the Pennsylvania Department of Health uh, secretary um, is quite frankly ridiculous, and I, I couldn't understand why they were doing what they were doing. There's no reason for them to uh, enforce the mandate more uh, in a more strict way than what's actually on the, the paper itself. And we have other school districts in York County of Pennsylvania who are not doing it. They are still allowing the, the general exception to the, the mandate order for students and teachers, and I just want them to, to, to go back to do that so I can go back to doing my job and teaching kids. So what did the school board say? Did they weigh in on this? They have weighed in um, several times, and, you know, I don't want to vilify uh-huh. them, but I, I feel like they're making decisions based off of fear, uh, now, when they made decisions based off of uh, reason and rationality earlier in the year, we had a full-throated debate in our community about this. Uh, what what do parents want when their students came back to school in August? And they filled out, um, you know, uh, a, a poll that asked, and it was ninety percent that you know parents did not want the mandate, uh, the mask mandate, to be. Uh, uh, they wanted to keep it optional, right? Um, and. And so they, they made the correct decision initially. And then, you know, Wolf gets on his high horse and, and, and after expressing several times over the summer that he would not 
uh, implement a new mask mandate for public school uh, students this year, he went ahead and did that. And and Glenn, if you could have seen the deflation on my students' faces when that was announced in my classroom that day, it it was it was you know gut wrenching. I felt horrible for them. Most of my students are eleventh grade students. They have not had a normal high school year yet. These are young teenage kids who want to enjoy their youth, and they're just simply unable to do it. You know, their their ninth grade year was cut short. Our district dismissed earlier because of coronavirus. Last year was a horrible experience for students. We did some hybrid system that was virtual, you know, two days in school, two days out, and yep. it was a terrible experience. And I just, I, 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 it was enough was enough. You know, I gave you last year, I understood people were scared, but you can't let fear govern your actions for the rest of your life. So, um, so let me yeah, ask Jeffrey, what yeah. is the path to victory here? Um, well, the, the next step is going to be a public hearing of the school board. Now, I don't know in COVID age what that public hearing is going to look like. Um, and the school board is well, going you guys to, have to move to, to Texas, on. man. You got to move to Texas. We're open for business here and we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Don't tell my wife that. She may take you up on it. Yeah, yeah, well, she should. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the school board is is going to, in the end, have to take a vote on whether to uphold the the termination um, and the charges or not. Um, so something else in the meantime that has happened, which makes this especially interesting, is the Commonwealth Court, which is in Pennsylvania just below the state Supreme Court, um, did hold that the acting health secretary, in issuing the order in the first place, um, was acting without the authority to, to issue the order. Um, so, the, so the current state of the law is that the order that forms the whole basis for this itself um, was was void because it was uh, without authority. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was my position the whole time. What did you say? <laughs> yeah. Which was what, what was my position the whole time. You know, before it was just like, oh, this social studies teacher is making this statement. Now I have, you know, four just, judges on a Commonwealth panel backing my argument exactly. Yeah. Well, I think all of these uh, mandates are going to fall in the court system. I mean, they're they're clearly clearly uh not constitutional um uh, kurt i i know there is a um a give send go page to uh to help while you're on unpaid suspension uh and i imagine uh your attorney fees are not going to be cheap uh if you would like to help go to give send go and uh just look for a teacher in pennsylvania fights for liberty um, and uh, the, and help him pay his attorney fees and also uh, be able to last while he is out on unpaid suspension. Give, send, go. Teacher in Pennsylvania fights for liberty. Thanks, guys. Please keep me up to date. And, f- and when you when you find out and anything is moving in either direction, please let us know, will you? Certainly. Thank you very much, Jeff. Thank thanks. You. you bet, Kurt. Thank, thank, thank you, you very much. Back in a minute. Our online world gets bigger and more obtrusive in our lives every day. Cybercrime is real and it's here to stay. And the people who commit it only seem to get more and more sophisticated in their techniques. So whether you realize it or not, you have a lot to lose. Your identity, your money, your credibility. It's really important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. 
LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats. Nobody can monitor everything or catch everything. But when they see something, they'll send you an alert. Plus, if something slips through, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist should you become a victim. It's LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. 25% off. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Shane in Ohio. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hi, Glenn and Stu. How are you? Very good. How are you, sir? Good. Been with you guys from the beginning. Oh, wow. Thank Thank you. you. Uh, Yeah. So anyway, uh, in October of last year, I uh, and my co-author published a book called COVID Operation. And your special, uh, the research that you've done coincides very closely to the research that we have done. Mm. And um, there were some things that our book didn't have that you had. And there are some things that uh, that, uh, you know, you had that we didn't have. Right. Yeah. What, so, what were we missing? Uh, well, one of the things was with regard to your conversation with Senator Rand Paul, when we, when you were talking about where is the money going from these patents? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would refer to the Bayh-Dole Act of 1980. And that is basically uh, an act that allowed federal employees to receive money personally from patents that they jointly worked with pharma companies to create drugs on. And there's been a lot of criticism of this act because uh, I think personally it's horrible. Uh, yeah, but, you know, we obtained for our book a list of the patents of the NIH and uh, everything that uh, involves Fauci and the patents, and it's quite extensive. Mm. Um, you know, everything that he's been involved in, and it goes back many years. I mean, it's not just with the COVID thing. You know, there's there's history where Fauci has screwed up things with the HIV-AIDS situation. Uh, I mean, it's his history is absolutely horrible so well it it um, it's it it has crossed my mind in the past even hearing that he's the highest paid guy uh in all of government you know that's not saying a lot for a doctor who has his experience you would think that at some point he would give up that role and go into the private business you know or private industry because he would have a lot of credibility he'd be worth a lot more outside of the government you would think but once you understand the patent thing, and if indeed he is making money off of all of these patents, uh, really, you probably don't make more money out in the private sector because you can direct the funds. Well, and he claims that he donates the money he receives from patents to charity, but there's no way to prove that, and there's no evidence of that. Mm. So. Shane, I I appreciate it. Thank you so much for watching last night. Thanks for filling us in. Uh, Let me go to Janet, also in Ohio. Hello, Janet. Hi, Glenn. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, Two two quick questions. Um, One, you um, we certainly appreciated your special last night. Um, 
Talking about President Trump, you kind of briefly mentioned him and his advisors. Um, if you could maybe expound on that a little bit. And um, like, did he just get thrown under the bus? Um, and I, I guess I, I feel, you know, I guess personally, I mean, I'm a retired pharmacist, so I um, he just didn't seem to. I think if you can address that. Yeah. OK, I, so why don't you hang on with me and I'll uh, let's see if I can answer some of your questions. Um, this is my feeling um, and I, I haven't gone deeply uh, into Trump. I have talked to two people and to Trump about all of this. Um, and what I'm being told was it was such a hectic time that the communication lines uh, were not going to the president on absolutely everything. That is, uh, that could be taken two ways. We didn't inform him, uh, or it's true that it was too quick. I don't know which one uh, to believe, quite honestly, but I don't think Trump had any idea about Fauci. Uh, I just, I just, he would have, he would have exploded uh, if he knew all that was going on in China and with Fauci. But there's more to this story, and I want to talk to you about it next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. The history of COVID-19. When did this begin? How, how, how do we know where it came from? Is anybody actually looking for that truth? And was anyone trying to do exactly what happened? Try to make a COVID-19 style virus? for good reasons, not for a weapon of war. Was anyone trying to do that at the time of this breakout? Oh, the truth bombs are falling. Last night's special, we recap in 60. The Glenn Beck Program. If, if you're trying to buy or sell a house right now, I mean, let me just start with this. Do you need a hug? Seriously? You probably need a hug if you have a crappy real estate agent. Uh, I mean, I don't mean that that cousin of yours, you know, that took the real estate test to keep the parole officer off his back, uh, you know, is a bad thing. But, you know, maybe you should look for somebody who's been in the business and is a top of the line agent. Somebody who is going to do everything in his or her power to make the process work for you. And most importantly, somebody who listens to you. This is why I started realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a, uh, a business that is a free service to you that all we do is pair you with the people we think are the best real estate agents in your area, have the best track record and all sorts of metrics that you know we can tell you about if you're uh, interested. The agents we work with know the best practices. They're not just credentialed. They're top selling and we monitor them. They don't work for us. We just monitor and review and review realestateagentsitrust.com realestateagentsitrust.com get your house sold and get into your new house for the best price.
Just going through some of the email that came in after the uh, special last night, uh, Don wrote in, said, Glenn, I work at a hospital in Ohio over the years. I have gone for many periods of time not listening to you because you can be crazy and depressing. Well, gee, I don't know. It's a great point. Uh, uh, I don't yes, know special. Yesterday, I chose to subscribe <laughs> to The Blaze just so I could watch your documentary. My mouth dropped open each segment. And the last one made me gasp. I read the Nature article. Now, this is the Nature article that uh, Peter Daszak uh, wrote that says this is not made in a lab. This is absolute. And anybody who says it is, is a crazy person. It's pretty amazing once you know the history behind him and who was in on making these decisions. She said, I, something wasn't wrong, and I, I kind of believed it was lab-made, but then I read that article, and it dampened my skepticism. You dropped a bomb on that last night. Thank you. I'm, sure, I'm not sure what I can do with this information, but I can now try to inform colleagues that information is being suppressed. Don, it is, and you, you could verify that just by watching the special. And by the way, do not... Do not quote me. Don't, uh, you know, don't go to your friends who hate my guts and, you know, think all the things that George Soros paid to have people say about me uh, is true. I want you to go to blazetvspecial.com, blazetvspecial.com, and all of the original documents are available there. Uh, they're in Ch- uh, some of them are in Chinese, but you can have Google Translate translate them for you. You can go through these yourself so you know it. You make the case. You have to make the case uh, and you have to know it if you're going to stand. Otherwise, people are going to say, that's crazy. Where'd you get that? And they're going to pick you apart. Tim wrote in, Glenn, I watched your show last night in The Blaze. Anthony Fauci's involvement in its genesis and successive cover-up. I have to say, I believe this is the most important piece of journalistic work since Watergate. I'm a little depressed in that while radical Democrats in the Biden administration are currently blowing themselves up with their actions and policies... I don't know that a red wave in 2022 and 2024 is going to solve the kind of exposure to deep state actors that you gave last night with a completely conservative Congress and president. Are we going to get back to the real America while people like Fauci and all of his deep state staff exist in the government? Is it possible to clean house over a four year term? I don't think it is. Um, And If you are looking for um, Donald Trump to be president, then you should hope that he will pick Ron DeSantis as his vice president. Um, I think if DeSantis is the guy, he should ask Trump to be Speaker of the House. But that's just that's just me. (laughs) You just want that for pure entertainment, (laughs) pure entertainment purposes. You can't do it in four years. We need at least eight years to be able to do it. Um, and, uh, Fauci, I hope will be gone by 2023 because I think the uh, Republicans are going to win the house. And if they are not part of it, they will get rid of Anthony Fauci. Let me, how will they do that with Biden still as president? 
I think they will just do just investigations, investigations and eventually and, he's like, ah, this is enough. I'm yeah. going to go work for some correct pharmaceutical I'll company. Go, I, I don't know. I'll go work and we'll grow new people in Petri dishes. Ooh. Um, let me let me um, let me show you some of the stuff that we uncovered last night. Last night, I don't know if you know this, DARPA was approached by uh, Dr. Barrick, who is the doctor who uh, did the mouse hybrid, and Dr. Xi, who did the, um, the bat poop uh, coronavirus. You put those two together, and it's like the key master and the gatekeeper. Maybe we should keep these two apart. <laughs> So one's American, one's Chinese working at the Wuhan lab. And then there's Peter Daszak, who is the go-between between them and Fauci. Fauci gives Peter Daszak's company money, and then that money goes to fund this gain-of-function research. That's why Fauci won't answer Rand Paul's question, well, did you fund Peter Daszak? Because that was, that was gain-of-function research. Fauci doesn't like answering that question. But what most people don't know is, I think it was in 2017, you watch the special, um, in 2017, Dazek and his EcoHealth Alliance requested funding from DARPA. Now, this is what they, listen to what, we have the DARPA proposal, you can get it uh, at uh, blazetvspecial.com. We have the proposal to DARPA and their response. But listen to what it listen what it is. They proposed injecting bat coronavirus collected by the Wuhan lab into transgenic humanized mice from Dr. Barrick's lab uh, to try to create coronavirus vaccines. They even mentioned using test cave sites to do some of the experience uh, the experiments. If you look at the people involved. It's the same story over and over and over again. Now, DARPA said, yeah, I don't think so. Listen to what they actually wrote back. Your team discusses risk mitigation strategies to address potential risks of the research to public health and animal safety. But it does not mention or assess potential risks of gain of function research. Now, remember... This is Fauci funded, this little group of of people. And even DARPA is calling them out and saying it's too dangerous. And here's DARPA, probably the most sophisticated group of big thinkers in our country, at least working for the government. uh, And they're saying it's gain of function. So they they say we're not going to fund it. But the funding continues from the NIH to Peter Daszak. So now let me take you, let me take you to, uh, to when it actually all started. When, the, when, when did it start? When did we know about it? We started talking about it probably around uh, January 8th because we were on vacation for Christmas when I first heard about it. I heard about it over the Christmas holidays. Is that your recollection when you heard it? It was right around then. Um, and then when we got back, we had heard about it. We talked about it. And then we started seeing videos. 
Well, the first time everybody thinks the pandemic officially began December 31st, because December 31st is when China finally said, hey, there's a problem. We've got a virus, but it's not transmissible human to human. Okay, they knew that wasn't true. Listen to what happened in the uh, in the summer of 2020. So after covid had already started is we're in the 15 days, you know, to flatten the curve in that summer. The Wuhan lab with with Dr. Xi, they release a study. They release uh, a, uh, a paper on. Covid viruses in humanized mice. And the study is released in, I think it's August of 2020. But the actual research was done in the Wuhan lab in the summer of 19. Now, why do I bring that up? Well, because it's exactly the same players and the same thing that was proposed to DARPA. Now it's happening in the Wuhan lab. But what, where it gets interesting is the timeline. On September 12th, they had the, uh, the Wuhan archive system, which allows anybody to go into their archives and see all of the records, see what they're working on, everything else. And all of, all of the scientific stuff is archived. Well, it shuts down on September 12th. Gone. And they don't open it up again. Now, the BBC asks Dr. Xi what happened, and she says, we were hacked. We were hacked. Okay, maybe. Maybe they were hacked. That happens. So there, somebody's hacking the Wuhan lab uh, for some reason, trying to get all their information. So they shut it down. On the same day, they ask for security. So they increase security in the lab on the same day. Now, okay. All right, if somebody's hacking into you and you want additional security, those two things do kind of go together. And then all of a sudden, everything starts to shut down. And then they say, oh, we need to, we need to fix our air handling system. We need a new air system. Okay. All right. Then the World Military Games kick off in Wuhan. Now, this is just a few weeks after the air handling system incident in October. 10,000 international athletes attend from more than 100 uh, countries. Now, listen to this. In the reports at the time, one athlete attended said the streets of Wuhan were nearly empty. It was a ghost town. This is early October. Upon arrival to the airport, athletes had their temperatures recorded and were forced to wash their hands when they entered buildings. Now, is that standard practice? Multiple athletes later got sick with COVID-like symptoms and went home and their families got sick. We have a document that you can get at Blaze TV specials.com the document is a hospital report that has been leaked from the chinese ministry we found it in the research that was provided by drastic it shows at least 10 hospitals in wuhan were already receiving covid patients in october so we have the weird activity we have the report of what they were doing in the summer then we have the weird activity at the beginning of september then we have people start getting sick. We have 
temperatures checked, the streets vacant. One athlete said, this is early October. The rumors were that the government warned the inhabitants not to go out. Okay. Now let's go back to the Wuhan lab. We already have 10 hospitals that are taking COVID people. We have the weird temperature thing. And on November 3rd, three researchers from the Wuhan lab get sick. COVID-like symptoms. They go to the hospital. So between September through November, something's going on, but China doesn't tell us. Inside the lab on now December 3rd, they made another request. They needed to get an air incinerator. Hmm. Hmm. And then it's just a couple of weeks later that doctors start speaking out in China about this. We saw the videos and they kind of just went missing. Oh. More in just a second. The, the special is available now at blazetv.com. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Can you check? Is it still up on YouTube? It was taken off Facebook about three quarters of the way through the special. They uh, deleted it and stopped the broadcast. Uh, let's see if it's still available at YouTube. Yeah, you got to go to the Blaze TV YouTube channel. It was there yeah. this morning, I know, but yeah, well, I know. we'll see. Uh, American financing. If you're like most Americans, you probably spend a sp- significant amount of time thinking about how to make more money or at least save more money than you currently do. Nothing wrong with that. It's good to be aware of how your financial house is holding up and be about the business of trying to make it more secure, especially in this current economy. I have no idea what's going to happen in the future with our economy i have no idea how this works out you could save however right now hundreds of dollars a month maybe as much as a thousand every month just by refinancing your uh, credit cards and your mortgage without resetting your mortgage uh, terms for over two decades American Financing has been helping people just like you find ways to make their finances work for them. So call them today. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Ten, se- st- uh, ten seconds. Station ID. So there's 150,000 views of the special last night uh, from uh, YouTube. This thing is not going to come up in anybody's, you know, next view panel uh, or suggested views. You're going to have to go seek it out. You can find it at uh, YouTube.com slash The Blaze. And you go to The Blaze TV's YouTube page. And you will find it there on the front page. And I urge you to take that and send that link to all of your friends. Do it now while it is out and currently available on YouTube. Send it to as many people as you possibly can. And let's make sure that everybody sees this. I'm telling you, once you get 5 million, 8 million people to watch this, it is... It's in the system, and you can't undo it. Um, People will know the truth, and it will change things. 
the first thing you have to do is have the information. We didn't post the documents because we don't want uh, Google and everybody else to uh, ding us for the documents. And then we'd have to go through all of these, you know, no, this one's true. I'm sorry, your fact checker that gets everything wrong that happens to be conservative. I'm sorry they disagree with it. What we've done is we've asked you to go to blaze TV specials.com. You fill in your uh, email address and we will send it directly to you. That way they're not online and nobody is uh, nobody's changing algorithms or arguing with us. You'll get them directly. Just go to blaze TV specials.com. And the special itself is at youtube.com slash blaze TV. Okay. Thank you, Stu. Yeah, well, you just, of course, said the wrong thing again. So I figured I'd well, say the right one. I mean, I just thought that was a, it was a little little thing I could contribute to the program today. Thank which you. Was, say well, the correct little, address that, for the right. special you've been talking about. That is a little something that you could do. Yeah. I mean, you know, little. for people to be able to see the, the work that you did. Yeah. You know, maybe they would be able to go to the correct web address to get there. So I know, Stu, that we have talked about <laughs> the, the cover-up of Fauci. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the the meetings that they had uh and the the arm twisting that happened and the bribery that i believe happened uh to get all the scientists on board to say the right thing it it was a little stunning to watch it happen on the chalkboard last night wasn't it it really was yeah i mean there's a lot there and it's all backed up by documents and you have the people's names and you can go there and form your own conclusions, I suppose, but it's right there. A lot of times in their own <laughs> in their own emails. words, yeah. in their own emails. Uh, don't miss this special, and please tell a friend or ten. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, with friends like that, who needs enemies? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the way I feel about everybody in the Fed and the Treasury and this administration. I mean, we don't need enemies. They're destroying us. The U.S. dollar is weakening every single day. No guarantee that it survives. Everybody is betting on that there won't be something better that comes out. They're going to switch to a digital U.S. dollar. Then they are still devaluing the currency, and that's apt to take everything that you have and reduce it by some huge percentage. That's why you need to have some things not in dollars, okay? Invest possibly in a portfolio of precious metals. 10%. You should spread your risk around. 10%. If you have a 401k, please look into this. Call Goldline now. They have a special on their U.S. uh, um, historic graded coins, the $5 Indian coins. Sold in box at 20. You're going to receive Mind Your Business silver bars at no cost. 20 gold Indians, 20 free silver. Mind Your Business at Goldline. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Call them now. For the moment, you can watch the special at youtube.com slash blaze TV or subscribe at blaze tv.com slash Glenn. The promo code Fauci lied. So the Rittenhouse jury is still out. This is what day number three. Uh, do you remember how long it took to uh, deliberate for OJ Simpson? No. Guess. What do you think it was? Was it a long time, short time? Let me think back to that time. I mean, the trial went on forever. Eight months. 
Maybe it wasn't that long. I mean, the trial seemed to go on forever, but maybe it wasn't that long. They were the jury deliberated for four hours. Four. Wow, really? Hours. Mm-hmm. Eight months. Four hour deliberation. This is going on wow. for three days now. There has wow. been a call for a mistrial now, and I, because I was wrapped up in the special yesterday, I, I don't really understand what's going on. It's about revolving around a, a video, but we thought we would get uh, Nick Ricada uh, back on. He's the host of the podcast Ricada Law, um, and you can find that on YouTube. He has been watching this uh, along with his panel the whole time. Um, can, you, can you bring me up to speed, Nick? What, what's going on? Yeah, Glenn. Uh, first, thanks for having me back on. Really sure. appreciate it. Um, what, what's been going on is, <laughs> I'll categorize it this way, what I would consider a miscarriage of justice by the state attorneys in, uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Attorneys Binger and Kraus have been, frankly, uh, it appears, violating Kyle Rittenhouse's constitutional rights from, from jump. Um, and, and the particular motions for mistrial, there, there are actually two outstanding motions for mistrial. One of them is with prejudice, and that's based on these constitutional violations. The other one is for a motion for mistrial without prejudice that was raised orally by Corey Sherafisi yesterday. And um, they both kind of revolve around this drone footage. Uh, the drone footage was a surprise, a piece of surprise evidence that was introduced on Friday after the trial had started. So we'd already been going for, you know, four or five days. They get this piece of drone footage and it has become the linchpin of the case for the state saying that Kyle Rittenhouse raised his gun at uh, Joshua Zeminski and that that constitutes provocation, which would uh, defeat or impair his self-defense claim. So the problem is this footage, which came in and uh, now we have allegations and they appear to be true that the state provided a lower resolution copy of this drone footage to the defense when they did their discovery disclosures. And so the defense is operating on less information in preparing their case. And they only got the full res version after uh, the, the introduction of evidence was done and they were arguing over jury instructions. Okay. So, so hold, hold it just a second. Mm. So the jury saw this in 4k. Yeah. And the defense never had seen it in 4K. Right. Techni- and what does... They, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Technically, they saw it in 844P resolution, uh, and the defense had a 212P resolution copy. Oh, so, my gosh. Uh, you know, like the resolution of a 1998 <laughs> cell phone screen. So wait a minute. So what did they not see in that copy with such low resolution? Uh, the what they what you can't see from the low res or the high res copy, in my opinion, is Kyle Rittenhouse raising his gun. Um, but the 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 state says from the high res copy, which they then had the forensic crime lab enhance uh, and and enlarge images from. They say you can see Kyle Rittenhouse raise his gun, which would be that provocation, uh, which would lead to the defeat of the self-defense claim. But when the defense, if you look at it uh, at, you know, one, I think it's one sixteenth. The resolution is what we're talking about here. You can't see anything but tiny little blobs. And it's important to realize that where Kyle Rittenhouse is in the video, 
on the defense's video, he's probably only 10 or 11 pixels high. I mean, it's, it's a tiny fraction of the screen because he's very far away from where the drone is at the time they allege he raised his gun. Okay, so the judge is allowing the drone footage to be reviewed by the jury? Uh, Correct. In, in the jury room? Um, they, they had to come down to the courtroom for that, for that specific piece. The rest of the footage... Uh, they have been allowed to uh, that they've requested so far. They have been allowed to review in the jury room on on a sanitized laptop uh, that that only has basically a media player and the uh, the files that they're looking to review. But the the drone footage, they cleared out the courtroom. They shut down all the technology that was in there. They had bailiffs check all of the uh, all of the benches and make sure no one like left a phone recording or whatever. And the jury came in and everybody but the jury and one bailiff were were cleared out so that they could review that footage on a large screen TV. Why did they have to go down just because of the large screen TV? It's technically Wisconsin law. Um, and, and this is the interesting thing. There was a large argument over whether or not the jury could have the video, uh, the unfettered access to the videos yesterday. Um, there was also a previous argument in which the state said that allowing them unfettered access to videos, the state agreed would be reversible error. But then they changed their tune because uh, they, they really want this, this drone video to be reviewed. Now, the judge does not agree with that law, and he's inclined to uh, allow them to have unfettered access. But um, he's been playing pretty careful in this case. Uh, and so I, I guess that's why he allowed the, the drone footage to be reviewed, but only in the courtroom, whereas the other footage is not. And, and there's, a, there's a legal dispute over where that is. The case law isn't fully clear, but they had agreed a couple days before. Now they're changing their tune. So will the case, do you think, be dismissed? Is this, is this headed for a mistrial? It, Glenn, it really should be. And one of the frustrations I've had, and this is a personal opinion, um, and, and several of the members on my panel have, have uh, carried this same opinion, but I don't, I don't speak for everybody, of course. But I, w I feel like the defense is not pushing hard enough on this issue. Um, we've seen a level of passivity uh, from the defense on this where it seems like the judge is ready to grant a mistrial, either with or without prejudice. It, it kind of depends on the arguments that follow. But he, it almost feels like he's waiting for the defense to just push it, you know, push over the edge, uh, the question. They keep raising the question, and then the state will kind of filibuster and talk and talk and talk. And, and if, if any of your uh, listeners out there want a really fascinating uh, approach to BS, you can go listen to the uh, assistant district attorney, Krause, give his explanation for how they sent a compressed video, uh, and they kept the full video yesterday. It was, it was phenomenal. Uh, it reminded me of the scene in Chicago, given the razzle dazzle. Wow. But, um, it feels like the judge is just waiting for the defense to stand up and advocate for their client and say, no judge, this needs to happen. Our client has been prejudiced and this is irreparable, at least in this case, but we would say forever. Why do you say, uh, why, why do you think they're not doing this? I don't know. Uh, my best guess and my most deferential guess is that they have taken an, uh, an approach that Mark Richards laid out uh, the other day that said, Judge, we've had nothing to hide. We've disclosed everything. 
and and they have they have not been objecting to the introduction of evidence. Uh, they've been allowing everything to come out. In fact, they put Kyle on the stand, um, which was uh, you know a controversial decision yeah. in a criminal defense case. And so they they have taken the approach of we have nothing to hide, and they've made compelling arguments to the jury about that. But uh, I I feel like it's part of their grand strategy to kind of let this play out. I think they think the judge really wants this to be decided by the jury. Um, uh, so that I think he does. Um, what is it that they're asking for besides this footage? Do you have any indication? I mean, my gut tells me uh, that there's just a couple of holdouts that will just not will not compromise. And they're like, nope, guilty. Uh, and because it seems like such an open and shut case, what they've been asking for, what does it tell you? Um, well, the, I, I, I think I agree with you. I think that's what it, what it tells me as well is the, it, it seems like there are largely people who, who would say not guilty and a couple, a couple holdouts. And we've had some unconfirmed sort of reports coming in, um, about, uh, about two to three people who have raised concerns. And, and it seems like, uh, there may be those people just just hanging on. And, and that's your right as a juror to do. Sure. No one can force you to vote one way or another. But with those holdouts, the, the question is, are they requesting the videos as like a delay tactic uh, to try and convince somebody else or reinforce their their position that they're not going to change? Or is it the, mm. the big group of people trying to convince a small group? And we don't really know. At first, they didn't ask specifically for the drone footage. But then, you know, later that day, they did. And this is the problem with the drone footage and why I think the judge needs to resolve this via mistrial is because even the doubt that they had and the delay that they had in providing that drone footage, it, it makes the jury ask questions. Well, why do they need to talk about it? Right. This is in evidence. We watched it. Uh, why, why do they need to talk about this drone footage? Uh, to me, the entire thing needs to be either mistrial without prejudice and redone or mistrial and, and canceled forever, which is what I would prefer. What do you, I, I what do you mean that they would ask, why did they have to talk about this? What, what, what well, so questions jury, would that bring up? Well, so the jury sends a request to the court to review a particular piece of evidence. Mm -hmm. And when they, uh, there was a significant delay between that request happening and the, uh, you know, the judge had to have a conversation with the attorneys about whether or not, uh, this drone footage was going to be shown to the jury. And, and so to me, if I ask a question early in the day and I get a response quickly, or if I ask a question later in the day and it takes me, you know, two hours to get a response, what's the difference? What has happened? Why am I going down to a courtroom for this video, but I'm stuck? I, I so, get the other videos brought to me in the deliberation room. What do you think that, who does that play towards? the defense or the prosecution that that I can't know just because the you know I don't know the the actual minds of the jury but it it just says to me no matter where they are a juror is going to ask extra questions about this evidence and with the drone footage I think the evidence in the drone footage itself is prejudicial in the way it's in the way it was brought to the court in the way it was argued in front of the court um, they you know they're going to be looking at this footage more and more. And there's that idea that if you keep seeing the same thing, looking for something, you'll eventually find it. Hmm. 
Nick Ricada um, from uh, Ricada Law. You can find that on YouTube.com slash Ricada Law. Thank you so much, Nick. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it, Glenn. Thank you. you. God Thanks bless. For having me back. And you we'll bet. Talk. We'll yep. talk soon. Thank you. Hopefully we'll talk soon. Hopefully there will be a, uh, a verdict soon. That's an interesting thing, though, because in a way, if you're the defense, you might think this trial is going so well. We don't want to force it into a mistrial unless they can't bring it up again. You don't want to just give them a chance to start it over. And there was speculation they were doing that intentionally. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's a tough balancing act for the defense right here. It's tough. I mean, I just I would. Oh, I feel for that kid, man. You imagine being Rittenhouse and the jury's out for the third day. And you thought it was open and shut, and everybody else said it was open and shut, and they're still sitting there. There is that thing where they did get a bunch of different options for lighter charges. Like, hey, you don't have to go after you know the top murder charge. Maybe it's something lesser like this. And they those options didn't really appear until very late in the process. So maybe they're going through to see if any of those apply. Obviously, I don't think any of them apply. Yeah. Um, outside the doors of this studio... Right down the hall in the main area where everybody works. There is a place where there are, and I'm not kidding, boxes of unguarded built bars. I think it's wrong. All sorts of flavors just sitting there. I think people on my staff are keeping them there. So if anyone needs a snack during the day, they've got something healthy yet delicious. You know, some people want something that doesn't taste like a doormat. They're just sitting there the fools now some would say that in the trunk of my car many of those boxes will be found later today built has all kinds of flavors available they are all covered in real chocolate flavor comes first they're a candy bar that's actually good for you it's a healthy snack a secret and i gotta tell you um, they don't taste healthy they really don't they taste really good Built.com. Built.com. Get 15% off your order. Uh, there are like 130 calories, usually uh, four grams of, uh, of carbs. It's Beck 15. Beck 15, 15% off at Built.com. The Glenn Beck Program. It looks like the House is going to vote on the Build Back Better bill today which means Nancy Pelosi thinks she has the votes. Call your congressman, especially if your congressman was one of those 18 that voted with the Democrats last time. Let them know in no uncertain terms that you will remember their name and you will campaign against them. Um, We cannot pass this bill. Uh, If your congressman is on the fence, Call them. You can flood the uh, Congress with calls today. That's the only thing. Emails don't mean anything. They say the only thing that matters is the phone calls. If they see that everybody is calling, they get spooked. And if they pass the Build Back Better bill, they have all of the tools they need for the Green New Deal, uh, for the Great Reset, all of it, all of it. And it won't go well. This cannot pass. Um, so do your best, Gandalf. And uh, call him up. 
You shall not pass! Do it right now. Also, if you missed the special last night, you can find it on blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Fauci lied, or while it lasts on YouTube, please tell a friend, tell 10 friends. Make sure that everyone is watching this special while it lasts in the open on YouTube. Do it now. Facebook took it off last night to stop the broadcast three quarters of the way through. It is still on YouTube. This is the Glenn Beck Program.